as we heard in our response, the Lord is kind and merciful. As we look at our first reading today, Saul with 3,000 troops are out to kill David. They're charging along, but they get tired and they lay down. Then David comes along. What an opportunity. He only has 600 men with him. He could have slaughtered the whole bunch. But he goes and finds Saul. There's Saul sleeping. He has a spear. He could have killed him right then. But no. He does something rather remarkable. He takes a spear in the water that was there for him and leaves. Imagine what it must have been for Saul when he woke up. Where's my spear? That's his command. It's gone. Who took my sword? Then David is up on the hill looking over. Why didn't he kill Saul when he had the opportunity? Because he knew that Saul had been anointed by God. He couldn't take the life of Saul because he knew he was given this gift. We know later that David would be given that same gift. And over the course of several years, he would grow in his strength, both as a general and as a man of peace. And yet we know he did some bizarre things. He killed. He wasn't perfect, but God still blessed him. He anointed David as well. I think that gives all of us great hope that the Lord is truly kind and merciful to us. Even in the things that are the worst thing to possibly do, God still forgives us. He's always saying, come back to me. I forgive you. But it means we have to open ourselves to that mercy and love that God has for us, which means we have to have a real conversion. We have to change our lives. And that can be a real struggle because we tend to like to do the things we do, even those things we know we shouldn't be doing. That can be a real challenge. How do I change these things? I often hear in confession about the, those things that people are overwhelmed that's in their heart. Yet that's the reason they came to confession, to ask the Lord's mercy, to ask for healing. And we all need that gift. We need to be healed because we are not perfect. That's what's so great about the second reading. And Paul is telling the people, yes, we have sin, which was in the first Adam. He was a human being. But then we have the freedom of life because of this second Adam, Jesus, the heavenly gift. And we are born into both as a human being, and yet we have God's mercy. That's what we receive today in the Eucharist, the Lord's presence to us. Bring us the healing, the graces that we need to be able to participate as the body of Christ to really understand what that means, to be the body of Christ, that we have an obligation to be able to reach out to one another and share his mercy and his grace, especially in our family structure. It can be so easy to become bitter with our spouse or our children or our parents. Yet we know as a parent, 
We love our children no matter what they do. Imagine what it must be for God. He loves us despite all of our sinfulness. He never stops loving us. We're the one that puts up the barrier. He never puts a barrier between himself and us. To be open to that grace is such a powerful gift. As we look at our gospel, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Isn't that the whole key of the Lord's presence in our world? He always did for others. Even when it was a struggle for him. Imagine what it must have been like when he would go out and he'd try to be off by himself, either in the desert or on the mountain, to pray with his God. And yet the crowds would go to him. He never said, go away, I can't take care of you today. He opened himself and said, what do you need? Whether it was feeding the 5,000 or the 3,000, it didn't matter. If they came to him, if they were blind or hemorrhaging, he didn't care because he reached out and touched them. Or they touched him and he brought them healing. The Lord touches us every time we come to Mass. Every time we receive him in the Eucharist, he touches us. He can bring us the healing that we need. And we all need it. There's no one that's perfect. What a boring world this would be if everyone was perfect. And yet, we should never let our sins stand in the way of God's mercy and love. We open ourselves. When we come to the Eucharist and we say, Amen, so be it. I am willing to take you into my heart. I'm allowing you to change me, to be a more perfect person. That perfection that will probably not come until we die. But then it will be the glorious time when we will be perfect, made in God's image completely where there'll be no more tears, no more weeping, no crying at all, but only being in the Lord's presence. I look for that day, even though I know I'm not perfect. I have my faults as well. But to know that God is going to forgive me, and he does forgive me, he forgives each and every one of us. Let us put ourselves in the Lord's hands. Let him welcome us. Let him put his arms around us. And show show us how much he loves us as today we receive him in the fullness of this Eucharist.